20, and I'm a queer fangirl who spends too much time on the internet. I'm Robert. I'm not quite 50. I don't spend as much time on the internet, but I have seen way too many movies. And this is 50 v 20. The show where we discuss queer representation in media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week, we talked about It, the miniseries from 1990. This week, we are talking about It, the film from 2017, correct? Yes, yeah, 2017. <laughs> Particularly Ready. Are Eddie and Richie gay? Yes. <laughs> no, we'll get there later. <laughs> you can start with general thoughts if you want. General um, Otherwise, thoughts. I'll get my notes open. Oh, gosh. You know, okay, so I'll give a little backstory real quick. This movie came out when I was in the ninth grade. Hmm. Um, So it was, like, very big in high school. I've seen it many a times. And at least, like, in my experience with my sort of, like, queer friendship group in high school everyone was obsessed with this movie it was a big thing and i think the ready stuff was like a bit more on the nose than the mini series that we had in the past yeah it's definitely feels deliberate yeah now that they're playing into it i don't remember if the, if we've saw anything so the kids were playing into it i know in the adults bill Hader is uh, is very much is very it. yeah yeah, you know, um, I don't know too much, and I don't have a quote, so I don't want to put words in people's mouths. But yeah, so I think in this one, we yeah, we definitely have more actors that are, like, playing into it and knowledgeable about what the ship is. I don't know if anyone from the miniseries, like, even thought about it. Maybe they did, but we don't have any, like, thing to go off from them. No, if in uh, Pennywise, the documentary about it, I don't think they even talk about it yeah. as a subject. But mostly because they can't include footage from the new movies. Yeah. I believe that was made before It Chapter 2 came out and shows some behind-the-scenes footage from It, the It Chapter 1. Mm, okay. In one shot, but they can't talk about it. So, yeah, it's just whether it's there or not comes down to the content in the movie. I don't have as many notes as last time. Oh. You have no notes. Oh, no. I have no notes, but I have but seen, you've this, seen movie this many, many times, times. And we definitely have <laughs> feelings. Um, yeah. This was... When is this... I'm trying to think of when we first see Patrick uh, Hockstetter. He's the bully who gets killed in the sewer. The first time he's near Richie, I wrote, uh, the bully Patrick uh, was checking Richie out. (laughs) Yeah. He definitely looks him up and down. Why is he looking him up and down There's something going on there. (laughs) And then he also calls Stan a flamer, although we don't know this Stan's guy, but that he uses that as an insult. Some think so. (laughs) Stanbro fans. I see you. I validate you. <laughs> Wait, Stan with Bill? Yeah, so there's two. I would think it'd be Stan Left, and, gonna, and Richie because we know they're good friends. <laughs> I will briefly explain this. Richie to you. shows up to watch him become a man for the people of Tumblr. Um, yeah, so like the main ships are ready, obviously, which is like yeah. you know big one. But um, some people also ship Stan and Bill, and then other people ship Bill and Mike. So those are kind of like the three. That Bill and Mike, I get, especially as an adults. <sighs> yeah. It chapter yeah. two. It definitely. I feel like the Stan and Bill one isn't really supported, but, like, I get it. Like, it's cute, but, like, it's not really there. Sorry, send bro shippers. (laughs) I support you. I don't remember what they're interacting with, but Eddie says they're going to get a staph infection. Have you ever heard of a staph infection? Also, a staph infection. So unsanitary. And Richie says, I'll show you a staph infection. Oh, yeah, when they're in the the sewers. Yeah, it 
some point. Probably just maybe just the water. In the beginning, though, they're fine. They're finding the shoe. It's when they find the shoe, and they're like, "Oh my god." Oh, when he stands back by the opening, right? Yeah, when when um, Stan and Eddie don't want to go in, but Richie's just like, whatever, I'll yeah. follow you, Bill, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Specifically, because this is set, the It Chapter 1 is set in 1989 to come pretty close to the 1990 miniseries. I mean, he's bleeding all over, and you guys know that there's an AIDS epidemic happening right now as we speak, right? I mean, my mom's friend in, in New York City got it by just by touching a dirty pole in the subway, and a drop of AIDS blood got into his system. We're hang now, we're hang now. Eddie references the AIDS epidemic. He does. And says his mother's friend in New York got it from touching a dirty pole. That feels like it has to be a metaphor. See, my <laughs> my impulse was there's the obvious, I think the more obvious joke with pole, but I thought person from Poland. <laughs> oh my God, what? <laughs> and I'm like, it still fits. Isn't Eddie Polish though? Oh yeah. Why would he be thinking that? <laughs> Oh, I didn't why think his, he was thinking that. I was thinking that. Why would his mom say that? <laughs> yeah, he got, yeah, he got AIDS from a, touching a dirty pole. Which, yeah, that means, um. Yeah, come on. That's like on the nose. That's like. It's, it's also, I, I'll say it now, even though I don't remember when in the movie he's wearing it. Bill, I believe, is the one wearing a, um, what's it, tracker trucking shirt? Yeah. Which is a reference to the book. The tracker brothers. Mm-hmm. Are. Brothers in air quotes. Are two men who live together in a house and it, take really good care of their house. And Eddie's mother does not like it. I wonder why Eddie's mother doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> if I can find the, the specific reference. It's the Tracker Brothers Truck Depot. Truck and, Depot. And here it is. The house on West Broadway, which belonged to Phil and Tony Tracker. On Broadway. <laughs> Sorry. A pair of lifelong bachelors, mm-hmm. which is code for gay. It is. Was probably the loveliest of the large houses on that street, a spotlessly white mid-Victorian with green lawns and great beds of flowers that rioted in a neatly landscaped way, of course, all the spring and summer long. Okay, it goes on describing it. So they basically have a beautiful It goes house. on for a whole paragraph talking about how great the house is. And then, any two men who bother keeping a house so nice must be queers, Eddie's mother had once said in a disgruntled sort of way, and Eddie hadn't dared ask for clarification. Oh. So it's like there. It's like... Yeah, Duh. they're they're queer. Bill's wearing their shirt, so Bill supports it. So Bill's into it. You know, Bill is like an ally. That's what I get from Bill. And yeah, He's that fits. And Eddie not only didn't know what syphilis was, which we talked about last episode, but he apparently didn't know what queer was. No wonder he's closeted. He Poor doesn't even thing. know it's an option. Yeah, he must have been really confused when the leper offered. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what that is. He's like, I'm confused. Help. Boogers Taliendo told me what sex is, and that's not it. And Richie's um, just trying to, like, ease him into it slowly. Like, try to educate him, but not scare him. You yeah. Know? And Bill supports him. And Bill's an ally. <laughs> it all fits. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 where were we? Richie. Um, we were at Dirty Pole. Yeah. Richie, you have to suck the wound before applying the Band-Aids. Not true. <laughs> Ever? Actually? So, just medical advice for general. If you get bit by a snake, which is usually the sucking of it, sucking don't wounds part. Don't do that. You don't, you shouldn't do that. It doesn't serve any purpose. The blood, the heart pumps too fast. You're not going to suck the poison out before it gets in the blood. Yeah. Okay, Richie doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I already referenced the leper and syphilis last time. But we do get the leper in much more graphic detail in this movie. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the leper. Much more explicit, talking about sex. So it's basically the scene out of the book, which it's actually, I think, more explicit than the book because 
that's a reference after the fact of that thing that happened by Neibolt Street. And in the movie, we see it happen in at the time it happens. <laughs> Cassie agrees. Cassie's an ally as well. Cassie ships it. Cassie named, of course, for Castiel. Tune in in a few weeks to hear more about Castiel. <laughs> we will get there. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if this counts as a metaphor for anything, but the fact that Eddie has two fanny packs... And then when he, you know, breaks his arm and they actually put up a fight and arguably he's become a bigger, he's not a man. I don't want to be patriarchal about it, but they just fought off a clown at least once yeah, you know, he's and he broke brave. his arm. He throws his fanny pack off into the weeds and you know what they cut? One of the deleted scenes, he picks it up. Oh. But in the movie, he does not. He threw away his fanny pack full of medicine. His Good gazebos. His no gazebos. more gazebos. <laughs> he's over the gazebos. That is all the specific notes I had on it, chapter one. We do get the triangle of balloons. We do get the triangle of balloons, which feels very on the nose. Which, is that the same scene with the leper? Yeah, it is. Yeah, when he's getting getting chased by the leper, he turns around and And Pennywise is holding the upside down triangle, which I don't really have the historical facts on that, but it is a symbol for LGBT people. I didn't look this up because you're you're our queer expert here. I (laughs) Um, I assume the red triangle is a, like, taking back the symbol from the pink triangle, which was, that was a Nazi thing, right? Yeah. That they put on gay people. Um, And so it's like adopting that as your own sort of symbol, or maybe Pennywise is referencing Nazis. He's Pennywise. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, we get the triangle of balloons with Eddie. With Eddie. In it, chapter two, we'll get them in reference to Richie. So it definitely links them up together. Yeah. What else do we got in this one? We don't get the shower scene because we get the leper in the Neibolt Street. I was going to mention the arcade with Richie, but that's in cha- Chapter 2. It is, yeah. Um, I th- You know, I think it, Chapter 1 doesn't necessarily get into their relationship so much, like, romantically or, like, like yeah, just, like, a romantic relationship. But it, it definitely sets up, like, their dynamic, how close they are. Like, oh, yeah. Gives us, like, a really good foundation for a chapter two, which, like, really gets into it. I, I think there's an inherent thing when you're dealing with, I mean, the characters are, well, 11 and 12 years old. Yeah. You're not going to make it a romantic story unless that's what your movie's about. And it is not a romantic plot. <laughs> it just well, happens to have some love, yeah. some relationship stuff going on. Um, and as kids, it's much more important that the seven of them are all friends more than anything else. Yes. We also have the fact that they're the only two who hug after the blood moment when they all cut their hands. They're the only... Here, I'm showing him a gift. Oh! I can post it on Instagram for you. When they cut their palms. When they cut their palms, they give each other a hug. Cool. They're the only two who... I mean, to be fair, don't Beverly and Bill kiss after that scene, though? Yeah, you know, but... (laughs) But that makes sense. They're... At that time, that's the kid pairing for them, and that's that's the kid pairing on the other side. And... That's what they can do at that time is a hug. <laughs> of course, Beverly did already kiss Ben. She just doesn't remember it. Yeah, that part is weird. I know we're not talking about those people, but <laughs> what? Like, I don't really get that part because why do they kiss? Like, she doesn't have the memory that they kiss? No, because doesn't he kiss her and that's what wakes her up? So yeah, she but just, they It's still... like, does Snow White remember the prince kissing her? But, no. But they talk about it She after. just woke up to some guy leaning over her don't they, coffin. Don't they? Doesn't she get, like, established to her out of the deadlights that the poem was written by Ben? Like, she just forgets. Well, no, because isn't, when they mention the poem, isn't it also right then? 
Well, but she's out of the deadlights. Yeah, but point. barely. And then she forgets a lot she's of the child supposed, stuff, though. She, well, no, but even even then, it's, like, weird that Ben's, like, I'm the one who wrote the poem. And then Beverly's, like, oh, cool. And then, like, a few scenes later, she's, like, kissing Bill. It's, like, kind of. <laughs> I'd have to check the timing again. I, I swear, in the moment, I thought it was just she doesn't remember that dialogue either. I don't know. I really but thought she, she snapped out of it. but I think so, that was the point. Maybe they didn't edit it well. There's also a, a part in the, um, in the projector scene where Eddie starts... Freaking out and all oh. that, like he said, projector. I thought the school scene from it, chapter two. Oh no, 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 no. Um, the yeah, no, the scene when with, the, with the map. Yeah, yeah. When Eddie starts freaking out, and then they all like back up. Richie like pulls Eddie back mm. and like yeah. holds on to him like while they're doing that, which um no one else is really holding on to each other like that. Um, like the miniseries doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No. I think fails to make a Mori test, because in this case, Beverly's the damsel in distress, uh-huh. and has to be saved by the boys, including one of them kissing her, so she's basically Snow White, which yeah, is fine. I hate that the whole stuff. Pennywise thing is sort of fairy tale. Even it is basically a fairy tale ish structure to a story for Stephen yeah. King, so it's fine. I'm a huge fan of fairy tales, but the the kissing trope is like weird, and it doesn't explicitly tell us that anyone's. Gay. Does it pass the V? Not yet. <laughs> can we infer it? We can infer it better from this than the miniseries, I think. That someone is identifiably lesbian gay. Actually, to be fair, doesn't Greta suggest that Beverly is gay? Is she called her lesbian or she's just called her slut? She calls her slut. Oh. <sighs> to be honest, for me, I think it Chapter 1 is kind of on the same level as the miniseries. It's they're both not outright yeah. in any sort of way, but there's enough there to like think it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if it chapter one had inexplicably just not made any money at the theater, they might not have made it chapter two. So they had to tell a relatively complete story. Yeah. So they're not going to get into that because it doesn't matter yet because we're not seeing where these people are going. Yeah. Now that brings us to segments. Segments. Like last time, am I making this up? Am I making this up? Um, I'm gonna put it kind of at the same level, to be honest. Of I like- think I think this is a little less spoilers for next episode. I think the miniseries is leaning toward delusions of fandom. It chapter one is getting closer to queer baiting. Yeah, in a and then way it chapter it two is getting closer to healthy representation, but still bear your guess. So. Healthy. <laughs> Healthy in air quotes. It's not really healthy. Or maybe not healthy representation. <laughs> but representation. Out, outright. Outright representation. Yes, these characters are gay. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it's kind of weird. It is a little bit more queer baiting in a way. Um, I think it would be even more queer baiting if like it chapter two doesn't didn't play out the way that it does. Yeah. Because from like what I remember of like this movie coming out in twenty seventeen, um the the Ready fans really like talked about the movie a lot and like made it super popular. Hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, other factors did as well, but um, like the ones who it, liked it from the first one. Yeah, exactly. So they made it like trend on Tumblr and all this stuff, and and kept the buzz going until it chapter two came out. So it's it's kind of bordering on queer baiting, um, but I'm not as offended by it, you know. <laughs> well, I think. Weirdly, the fact that it isn't explicit, it doesn't say 
this kid's going to grow up to be gay. It doesn't tell us that. It makes it less queer baiting. It's not, he's acting like a gay little kid. Mm-hmm. It's, we can believe, especially in retrospect, that kid's going to grow up and realize he's gay. Yeah. So the, the movie is not making a point of it, which helps. It, it means less representation, but also not negative representation. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think um, movies, too, are a little bit different than, like, TV shows when it comes to queerbaiting. I mean, queerbaiting is always bad, but in <laughs> it's always kind of, you know, not great. But in movies, it's kind of different because, like, they're not... They're not trying to drag things They're not out. trying to rope you in to watch yeah. something. It's not a will they or won't they sitcom trope. Exactly. Moonlighting. It's not or... giving the magicians. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in in several weeks. We'll get to we'll that. We'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> Where, yeah, that was interesting. That's a... That's, because I'd say kind of uh, the magicians is arguably all three corners of that triangle. The magicians Depending the on the episode. <laughs> Because it definitely is healthy representation. Well, we'll get to that when we talk about the magicians in a few weeks. Um, (laughs) We have a lot to say. And uh, we already talked about the names in this are the same, so we don't need to deal with the name segment. So other thoughts on it, chapter one, before we get to next episode, it's chapter two. Chapter two, where we get really into it. Um, No, I think think Reddy's adorable. (laughs) It was great. I love it. It's a great movie. I think even the kids' parts of it, get more ready <laughs> as it were ready. in chapter two <laughs> like they get they get more explicit and they lay these, out that foundation like just them in playing like kicking each other in the hammock is like oh my god that's an in chapter two i know that's what i'm saying is <laughs> it, even the kids part in the next movie becomes more explicit totally yeah but yeah. it chapter one is standing on its own a little more so it doesn't quite get there they're besties with like a little spice yeah yeah they're close and it's it's unfortunate that they didn't in canon they didn't continue to be friends because you know Eddie's gets moved out of town by his mother. That's not my head canon. I don't remember if Richie where Richie goes, but I know Eddie ends up. If you don't know Stephen King, Eddie ends up growing up next to Paul Sheldon, a different best-selling author. This is not the head canon that the <laughs> fandom has adopted. Um, in the fandom, I'm not talking about head canon. I'm talking about canon. They go to high school together. Canon. It's cute. It's a great time. They stay best friends until they go to college. So, and then they forget each other exists. And then they forget each other. Yeah, you. Well, I was gonna say you've never read a fanfic. Of no, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't read a lot of fan fiction. I have, um, so... Uh, weirdly, I've read some Buzz Lightyear and Woody fan fiction. Oh, my God. Which was, was disturbing in its... You... No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying to explain the headcanon. You're trying to explain the <laughs> But I won't let you. Basically, in um like the uh, Ready fanfic world, a lot of the fanfics are written like... They go to high school together. They have, like, a whole time. Mm. And then, like, Richie goes to L.A. for whatever. And they, like, forget when they go off to college. Well, because he's going to be a comedian. Yeah. He'd go to New York or... So, basically, as soon as they leave for college, they forget each other. And that is the fandom headcanon. Okay. I will respect it. (laughs) Well, and also in the book, Eddie is... Oh, no, it's the miniseries where they had him be a, like... He deals with, like... He's an actuarial table guy. Or as he runs the car, the car dealer. It doesn't yeah, he, doesn't he a driver? He own in the book. He owns, he owns a fleet of lim, like a limo service, right? Which I think the new movie goes for that because he's driving one of those cars when he crashes, right? No, 
He's a risk analyst. Oh, that's in the new one. See, yeah, I was mixing up. When it. you watch all three in a in three days in a row or four days, right in a row. He just watched a lot of yeah. it for days. Um, um, yeah. So that's all for it. Chapter one. Tune in next time for it. Chapter two. In the meantime, tell us what you think and send me your gifts because I <laughs> <laughs> love them. Okay. Subscribe to the show. <laughs> review the show. Follow the show on Facebook at Lemming Drop Studio Tour. And check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 50v20 Podcast. And you can support the show if you like at patreon.com slash lemming drops. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.